Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Lamed Vav. Today's shir is Le'ilunishma Tzvi Ben Moshe. May his have an aliyah and may his memory be a blessing. Um, we're going to go from the fourth last line on Lamed Ham with base 35b. Um, so this is going on. Rabbi Akiva in the, min, uh, the Mishnah taught the halacha of what's called Heter. You know, today's a nice, uh, today's daf, it doesn't sound as practical, but it actually has many underlying uh, practical halachas that uh, affect uh, eating and yoridea and things like that. So a little more practical than some of the last, well, that are apparent in some of the last few daf. Um, but so let's go in the first, you know, we're going to discuss, um, the, the first one we're going to discuss is what Rabbi Akiva mentioned in the Mishnah. Um, Rabbi Akiva said that if someone soaks their bread in a nozzle soaks his bread in wine, he can be chay of malkos, and that's based on the principle of hetemitztarif leisur. Even though there's not enough, even though there's not the required amount of wine that a nozzle would have to eat or drink to be chay malkos, it combines with the bread. Um, it combines with the bread, and therefore it's as if there's the full amount to be chay. We know that for someone to be chay. I mean, we actually saw at Samachlok um, how much wine a Nazi would have to drink. But they're generally, with eating, to be high of eating something that's forbidden, you have to eat, or at least lashes for eating something forbidden, you'd have to eat a kazayas. And uh, drink, so that's a bit of a discussion by wine, by the nausea and uh, thing, but drink we generally say it's a revius, about approximately 85 mils, some say a bit less, some say almost double that. Um, but that's the... That's the shear, the minimum shear. However, Rabbi Akiva is teaching us that if you can, if he's eating it together with heter, it combines. So you could have half a kazais of wine and half a kazais of bread, and together it's also. So Amar Rabbi Avo, Amar Rabbi Yechan, Kol Yisurin Shabatara Ein Heter Mitzarif Leitzur Chutz Misurei Nazir. Regarding all Yisurim, Rabbi Avo said in the name of Rabbi Yechan. Regarding all Isurim in the Torah, we do not say that Heter is mitztarev Isur, except for the Isurah of the Nazir. Share Omra Torah, Mishras, because the Torah uses this phrase, Mishras. We'll come on to Zairi soon, but just very interesting. So what are we saying? If you eat uh, non-kosher meat and kosher meat together, even if it's uh, half a kazais of each, you're not chayev. Because it's only by a nazir, this halacha, that the heter and the isur, the wine and the bread, combine to equal the full measure. That's Rabbi Yochanan's opinion. And again, it's because of that extra phrase, um, mishras. So Ziri Omar, Ziri says, af so'or beval taktiru. Even the issue of burning Sa'or on the Mizbah. There's the issue, you're not allowed to burn Chomets on the Mizbah. We're in the... We're going in, as we'll see, the opinion that you're only liable if you burn a Kazayas of Chomets on the Mizbah. Again, the Chomets meaning leavened bread, not because it's Pesach, any time of year. Um, so Ziri says, Sa'or Beval Taktiru. Um, so if you would burn half a kazais of matzah and half a kazais of sa'or on the mizbech, 
it would combine to equal a kazayis that he would be liable for. So that's so. Rabbi Yochanan said that hetemisaret leisur is only by nozir. The so is coming along and saying no, it also applies to soor beval taktiru. So then the Gemara says, oh, come on, oh, you saying that he says that only by Val Faktiru, if you're going to tell me that it's, we're going to bring out, where does the Iri get that? You, you apply Hetem Mitzdarev Le'isur to burning on the Mizbah. And if that's the case, well then, I have another case that it should apply to in the Torah. Again, it sounds like we're being very limiting. Rabbi Yosheran comes along and says it's just the Nazir. The Iri comes along and says it's, just nazir and burning on the Mizbah. Interestingly enough, I just, oh, I just want to say, we often refer to the Korbanos as the Achilles of the Mizbah, the Mizbah eating. And, uh, I mean, we've seen a few times, Keita uh, Mizbah, the dessert of the Mizbah. So we do use that language, which is interesting. I mean, it will become more essential to the next point in the Sukhya. <coughs> <coughs> But this halacha of a kazais is very important. So, command karebilaza the dorish call. So, who's the? Oh, so as I was saying, we're going to bring where the if if the iri is including chometz on the mizbech, he should actually include regular chometz on Pesach. Why? Wow. Command who's the iri going like karebilaza the dorish call like karebilaza who expounds the word call ihachi the inyan chometz nami. Well then, regarding chometz, he should also expound this the the word kol. Why? Um, Rebbe Lezer says in uh, yeah, Rebbe Lezer says but yeah, he if he's the he should so ain hachinami. You're right. He should, he would, the Iri would include regular Chomets in the list because he darshans this call to include a mixture, Hetem is directly Isur. Ah, so why did he not? He wants to exclude from Abayah. Abayah says, you're liable for burning something on the Mizbech if it is less than a Kazayis. Kamash Milan, so the Iri wants to emphasize ain haktorah bepachos bekezayis. There's no haktorah less than a kezayis. I mean, if you're going to follow a baye, that any amount of or that you burn on the mizbeach, even a crumb, well then, obviously you don't have to come on to hetem mitzayrit leisur, that you're only liable. So the Iri wanted to emphasize that you would be liable. You need to sorry. So the Iri's chidush is you're only liable if you burn a kezayis. But that kazai can be made up half of bread and half of chomets and you would still be liable. But in Achinami, you would agree by regular chomets. But that's not... He wants to emphasize to not go like a buyer. This is based on the machlokas in uh, Menachos. Basically, when the Apostle says, um, by um, any mincha which is being offered to Hashem, you're not allowed to make that flower offering chomets. Ki kol soor, bechol devash, any soor or devash, lo yitaktiru mimenu yishel Hashem, you're not allowed to burn it, it is a, as a fire offering to Hashem. But what's the extra ki kol? So, um, the Gemari Menachos says, ki is coming to include a mixture, and kol is coming to include even a part of it. So Ravi explains that, remember, how much of the Korban Mincha do you burn on the Mizbah? 
The Kohen Godel takes a Kemitzah, which Rava holds is at least two Kazaisim, the amount that the Kohen is holding in his hand here is two Kazaisim. So when it speaks about part of a Mincha, it's speaking about a Kazais. Oh, we see you have to be burning a Kazais. And And key, the extra Joshua of key is coming to say, even if it's not all Chomet, I had to misstarif the Isu. Abai, on the other hand, he holds no. You don't learn like that. He says, he actually, I think he holds that a, a, a Kemitza doesn't have to be at least two, because I assume a Kemitza can be less. So as soon as you have key, even part of it, we're speaking about less than a Kazais. So we see that there's no minimum requirement. So that's how, so, so again, we have this separate Mahlokas Abai and Rava. Ziri holds that this concept of Hetim is Tarif Isur, a little piece of Isur and a little piece of Heter together make it Asur. However, um, he mentioned the one to do with burning on the Mizbah to teach us that he's not going like Abaye. And that's where he wants to, and that's where we're holding at the moment. Um, that again, Rabbi Yochanan said we only apply this halach of Hetim is Tarif Isur to Nazir. And Ze'iri would extend it to burning chometz on the Mizbah or to eating chometz on Pesach. A mixture of chometz on Pesach. We'd apply the same rule of call to say even if part of it. There's an interesting machlokes. I'm trying to see. I did write it down somewhere. Um, oh, I wrote it a bit later. But there's a machlokes. I didn't write, I wrote it because of... Oh, the Tosfos is on explaining the previous page. I'll just read it quickly on this thing of Hetem Yitzharif Le'isur. It's the first process on the page on at the moment. Lamud Vav Amud Aleph. Ein Hetem Yitzharif Le'isur. Hetem does not join to Isur. So again, this is in Rabbi Yochelan. It doesn't apply by other Isurim. It only applies by... It only applies by... Nozir. That's Rabbi Yochelan's halacha. So, Tosso says, Im Ochel Chatzizayz, Bosov Chatzizayz, Chaylev, Ein Ochayev. That's telling us that if someone would eat half a Kazayz of Bosor and half a Kazayz of Chaylev, he is not liable. Um, except for Nazir, because the Torah says any something along the lines of any infusion of grapes should not be eaten. Um, welcome back, Evan. Good to see you. Really? Oh, that's that's annoying. Um, so, so we're just discussing Hetem and Stari Fleisu. So, Tosos. Rabbi Yochanan says that's limited to a nozir. So if you would take half a kazais of regular meat and half a kazais of chaylev, remember that's a forbidden fat, and eat them together, you would not be chayev, except by a nozir, because by the nozir, there's the special pasuk of v'chol mishras anovim lo yishteh, you're not even allowed to drink something infused with grapes. He says the kaloimar, which means you say, she'im shoro pito b'yayin, if he soaked his bread in wine, the yesh bo mipas umiyayin k'daylek starif Kazayas and between the bread and the wine that equals a kazayas, high of you would be liable. He says that's the Joshua that you make. The e and and he points it out. He says the e ikka kazayas miyayin. Let's say it's a large piece of bread and you put it soaked in wine and there's a kazayas of wine in that bread. We don't need a special pasuk to say that you'll be chayav. Obviously you'll be chayav. So by coming to teach this halacha of if it's infused with wine, ah, a case of someone who dips his bread in wine, must be that they join together. <coughs> now on that, I just wanted to mention, there's an interesting machlokes. 
Um, Rashi, uh, no, no, it's not over here. I mean, it might be implied here, but it's primarily in Sochim. Rashi there says, doesn't have to actually be joined together. Can be two standalone things. You just eat them together. So if you would take a grape, small grape, and a small piece of bread, and eat them together, even though they're not stuck together, and even though they're independent, you would be chayav. Whereas Tosvos, I mean, I'm just bringing it as Rashi and Tosvos, but other Rishonim join in the fight. Um, Tosvos hold, no, it has to be mixed together to be like bread soaked in wine. I join, join together. It can't just be a piece and a piece that you put in your mouth together. Um, yeah, okay. So now the Gomorrah is going to challenge. Yossi Ravdimi, the Ravdimi was giving over the sugya. I, he was teaching Rabbi Yochanan's halacha that we only apply hetem mitzvarev le'isur to a nazir. We don't apply to any other halacha in shas. So the so Asivei Abaya, Abaya challenged us. Abaya is going to try bring out other cases where we apply this halacha of hetem mitzvarev le'isur. So he says, If someone has a thick porridge of truma and spices of garlic and oil, which are chulin. Now remember, the truma, only a kohen can eat. And if a non-kohen eats truma, he actually trans, uh, it's actually a negative commandment. He's not allowed to. It might be Mr. Bidei or lashes. But this non-kohen. So what do you have? You have this chulin porridge with the spice, with oil and garlic mixed in, that is chulin. Now, just before we go there, we're going to discuss truma. Remember, truma is tohor, so it can become, it's a problem if it becomes tomei. If the case we're going to discuss is a tful yom. Remember, a tful yom is someone who's been to mikvah that day, and he's going to be tohor that night. He's not allowed to touch truma. But if he does touch truma, he makes it possible. What does possible mean as opposed to using the word tome? We're speaking about a tful yom, a tome person touching the truma. So this is an important rule when you're learning the halachas of uh, to do a tuma. Tome, if something is made tome, it means it can transmit it to something else. It is tome and it can make other things tome. So, however, if something is made possible, it is invalid because it became tome. But it can't make anything else tame. So if a tful yom touches this thick porridge of truma with some chulim mixed in, that's what. So the noga tful yom, but mitzason, and a tful yom touches just a part of the porridge. He just touched one end of it. Possil as kulan, the whole porridge becomes possil. Right? We don't say that the chulin, garlic, and oil break it up, that only a little piece becomes tome. We view the whole porridge as one entity. Okay, we're dealing with a thicker porridge, and the whole porridge as one entity, and therefore when he touches it, it becomes tome. However, shel chulin, shel truma, if the porridge is chulin, so a regular person can eat it, however, the garlic and the oil are truma, Vinogat full yom and a tful yom touches the mitzason again some of it. Loy posel elamoka moga. He only invalidates 
the place that it was touched. Why is the place where he touches possible? Again, you have this chulin produce, which is not affected by him touching it. Yeah, the thick thing of jungle oats with, uh, I mean, jungle oats with uh, garlic and oil spice. So not a, maybe a barley sort of uh, jungle oats, not what we would view as breakfast where we're going to put uh, butter and sugar, but uh, that sort of thing. So, um, so now why, where he touches, does it become possible? Wouldn't you say that the truma, garlic and oil are bottled in the mixture? So that's what they're grappling with. Why, if you want to tell me they're not bottled and they stand there, then shouldn't the whole thing become tombe? And if you're going to say that, but, but we should expect them to be bottled, so why should any of it become possible when he touches one part of it? So, says name of Matam, what's the reason? Because a zor would be lashed if he ate a kazayis of it. Now, so what? If you have, again, a non kohen is not allowed to eat truma. So if he eats this porridge, which is chulin, if it would be alone, it'd be 100% fine. But it's got this truma oil and garlic mixed in, and he eats a kazayis of it, he's five lashes. Now, why should he be five lashes? He's not eating a kazayis of truma. He's eating a kazayis made up of truma. Must be, we're saying, hetem is taref We see Rabbi Yochran himself says, hetem is taref but truma. Again, when we started today's daf, Rabbi Yochran said that hetem is taref only applies by nazir. But clearly it seems to apply by truma. Yeah, so my, let, let's see that in some my tamayu. My timer, what's the reason that he should be liable to lashes for eating a kazais of it? It must be because of eating, of hete, this principle of hetem istarif le'isur. Interesting enough, so what are we saying? But, but what are we bringing out the whole, why do we need to come on to lashes? Because we're saying, you see that the truma is not considered bottle in the mixture. It's considered still uh, in existence. It's not cancelled out because there's more porridge than garlic or oil and the whole thing becomes and therefore when he eats a size of it we're saying and it becomes also so, so he answered no it's not because of he says Allah my kazayis my kazayis what do we mean when he says he eats a kazayis it's where there is a kazayis of truma, bichta achilas pras, in the time it takes to eat a pras. What's this din of bichta achilas pras? So, this is interesting, halacha, and this isn't only for punishment. This is to fulfill mitzvahs as well. But, the concept is that, how quick do you have to eat something for it to count as one achila? Let's take matzah on Pesach now. So, we know you have to eat a kazais on matzah. Can you eat half a kazais? at uh, 8 p.m. and another half a kazais at uh, 10 p.m. Or do you have to eat it closer to... Because remember, it has to count as one eating. So the measure given for that is kazais bichtachilas pras. The pras is a kazais in the time that it would normally take to eat a pras, a half loaf, three or four baits in. So if you eat a kazais in 
that time frame, then it's um, then it's considered one eating. So if you would eat, and the time frame that we see, it's actually quite a broad range. I think it's from like three to nine minutes or six. The, the different opinions range from two or three till nine minutes. So let's just, for our purposes, let's go in the middle and say six minutes. But as I said, they this could be leniencies, like on, on Yom, when someone needs to eat on Yom Kippur and they say you want to spread it out. So try for spreading out a little bit over nine minutes so that the, it's not joined. But as it gets more urgent or more pressing, obviously you can go closer to, say, within two minutes. And matzah on Seder night, they're going to say, well, rather try follow the strict opinion and eat the kazayas within three minutes. But again, obviously, for whatever reason you can't, you can push it off. But let's just go with, then, so that's what the time would make. But again, the time it takes to eat half a loaf of bread. So we're saying like this, it says, if he's eating this porridge, and within the day achilas pras, in those six minutes of eating porridge, he would eat, have eaten a kazayis of truma. That's one achila, and that's what he's high for. So again, so it's not. We're not saying that you join. He takes one spoon of porridge that is half a kazayis of truma and half a kazayis of uh, truma and chulin. And he eats it, and together it joins the kazais. He says, that's not what we're saying here. We're saying what's happening here, he's eating spoonful after spoonful of porridge, and over six minutes, he will definitely have eaten a kazais of truma. That's when he gets lashes. So that's the din of hetem istarek leisu. And it's, as a, that's an important point that comes up with all these things. Obviously, to transgress the isu, if you eat half a kazais now and half a kazais ten minutes later, you haven't eaten a kazai, so you won't get lashes. But it's also any time there's a mitzvah to eat, you would have to do it within this bichda pras. There are a few interesting questions that come up with bichda pras. Like, let's say we're assuming the measure is four baits and four eggs. So the time it takes, so, so on the surface it sounds, how long does it take you to eat a pras, four eggs of bread? Which would be different to the time it would take you to eat a press of meat or a press of soup. Soup, you can probably get through a press a bit quicker than a thing of bread. A, roll, uh, a bowl of soup can take you a bit quicker than a roll of bread. Or if it's provito, if it's meat. So do you change it depending on what you're eating? That's uh, one question um, just to, to um, think about. Um, but what are we seeing? So again... Rabbi Yochan started off the daf saying, I can't Rabbi Yochan started off the daf. And Rabbi Yochan started off the daf saying that it, and not only a nazir, only by nazir do we apply the principle of hetemis tarif isu. Um, when Rabbi gave that over, by challenging, but wait, we see here that if he would eat one, a spoon of this porridge, he'd be high for hetemis tarif isu of the chulin and the trumas. So he says, no, that's not based on hetemis tarif isu. That's based on kazais bichdaachilas pras. He's eat, he will have eaten a kazais of truma within six minutes. And that's why he's liable to lashes. Oh, once you're saying he's liable to lashes, you're saying that the truma is there, and that's why if a Tomei person would touch it, that part would become truma. So now he asks, says, Achilas pras doraisa he? You're going to tell me Achilas pras is doraisa that you could give someone lashes? How, how do you know? Maybe you have to really just put the whole kazais in your mouth at once and eat it. You can't eat it over six minutes. Maybe it has to be in one uh, mouthful or something. 
in, it is Doraisa. Well, then why do the Rabbanon argue on Rebbe Lezer by Kutachabavli? Kutachabavli was this condiment that they used to eat. It was like sour milk with some breadcrumbs mixed in. I don't remember, I don't remember the other so salt. I don't remember the other ingredients. But Rebbe Lezer says if you eat that on Pesach, you are liable. And the Rabbanon say you are not liable. You don't transgress eating chametz on Pesach. But why do they argue on Rebbe Lazar? If you're eating this by the spoonful, you're going to have eaten a kazais of bread within the time of Kedahakilat Pras. If you're eating this kutach as, uh, as soup, you would have had enough. So why do the Rabbonin argue on him? Seems we don't necessarily apply it, uh, apply this principle of kazais Kedahakilat Pras. So he says, no, Omerlei, honach lekutach abavi, deleike kazais Kedahakilat Pras. He says, no, you won't actually come on to the issue of eating a kazais b'chilas pras. Why? If he's slurping it up, eating it like soup, then you say his way of eating it is cancelled against all other way of people eating it. It is not a normal way to eat kutach. No one, just as no one would eat tomato sauce by the, by the spoon as soup, Oh, okay. So they are so bottle datel eitzel koladom, but uh, that's what we say. You don't condiments. Most condiments people don't eat by the spoonful. You dip a little bit. You smear some on your bread. You dip a little bit. It's also interesting in South Africa. You can say how we eat hummus. You know, you take a teaspoon and put a little on your bread, or dip your bread in it, like very uh, little. But in Israel, you go and you buy a bowl of hummus. So it's again. So you might say it depends on the place. But in general, if there's someone who doesn't act, that's unusual. You don't say for him that's normal. You would say you go after most people. Kutach. Most people would not drink kutach like soup or like, a, or, or like orange juice. And therefore, even someone who does, it's not a normal way of eating. And this is also interesting. You're only liable for transgressing eating something if you do it in the normal way of eating. I mean, interesting, that's where the heterian come on, uh, you know, swallowing medicine that might have hummus in or whatever. That's not, is that eating? I mean, it's a big question, but that's the leniency stem from that's not a normal way of eating. Someone says, oh, but that's how you have your medicine or think that all these things have uh, ramifications um, in regards to transgressing. But he's saying, so that's the one option. And if he's eating it like you'd normally eat a condiment, He's dipping his bread in it and eating it. He's never going to eat, have a kazais b'chilas pras. It's much slower. So kutach habavli, there Rebeleza has to learn differently. The Rabbonon would argue, but it's not to do with kazais b'chilas pras. So if your son-in-law has um, chomets tomato sauce, I don't know how you get, he's uh, made it a bit thicker with adding some bread in or whatever, and anyone else who would use it as uh, for their pasta or just to smear a little bit on their matzah, that, that they wouldn't eat the kazaytbitachilas, they wouldn't be chayev. Uh, so even though his practice is a little bit out of, since his practice is out of the ordinary, he also, interestingly enough, wouldn't be chayev for having a kazayt of chomets mixed in over on Pesach. Um, so that's the one challenge. Says I've got another source where we seem to say Hetemitsnarefli Isur is only Midrabonon. 
says, why stay? If he has two mortars, one filled with truma spices and one filled with chulin, and next by them are two pots, one with chulin stew and one with truma stew. And they fall into these. Either one thing of spice falls into the one pot and the other thing of spice falls into the other pot. Anyone can eat from either pot. I what? She'ani oimer. Well, yeah, really not anyone can eat from either pot. I'll explain that soon. She'ani oimer. Chuni l'toy chuni noflu v'truma l'toy truma noflu. I can say she'ani oimer. That's the name of this type of permission. She'ani oimer. I can say the chuni fell into the chuni and the truma fell into the truma. What we mean by shtei mutaris is the pot of chulin stew, you can still consider it chulin, by saying you know what, I'm going to assume, I will say that the chulin spice fell into the chulin pot, and the truma spice fell into the truma pot. If however it did happen the other way around, that the truma fell, in, fell into the chulin pot well then all the the chulin pot is also now truma and only a kohen can eat it. And a zari would eat it, would be chai for eating truma. Um, so, so that's what he's saying, shani omer. Now, the isal kadatat now, how can we just assume that? How can you just assume that it ended up right, that the chulin spice fell into the chulin pot and the thing? So the reason is it's the Rabbonin. And the, the Rabbonin came along and said you can go lenient. They say when you you have a case of a doubt, you can go lenient. So in this case, you have a doubt which, part, which spices fell into which pot, you can go lenient. That's the reason. But if it's the Orisa, you would never be allowed to. Try to think, let's say it's... Uh, one's uh, fish blood and one's real blood and it fell into the stew and you don't know and now it's a problem to Orisa or uh, one's uh, meat and milk uh, you know and the pots are boiling on the stove you're not sure which or whether it was the cream or the oily whip that fell into which one so then then it's to Orisa you uh, you can't say I'm just going to assume that the parum fell into the meat and the milk fell into the milk. You can't, you can't just assume. It's only because it's the Rabbonin. But now, what we're going to say is, but wait. When he then takes this stew, so we're saying he takes this chulin stew that he's assuming the chulin spice fell into, and he's going to start eating it. What's going to happen? He's going to end up having a kazayis um, a kazayis bichtachilas pras over having a bowl of the stew, he's going to have eaten a kazais of the spice. Now that, if that's an Isidore Raisa, then how can you rely on the principle of She'an Yomer? I'm going to just assume. Must be that kazais Bethachilas Pras is not really Doraisa. Doraisa, it would only count as an eating if it's done at one in one moment. You put the, all the food in your mouth. But Midrabonon, they said it joins together even over a longer time frame. Let's see that inside. So these al kadaita If you're going to tell me that this concept of kazais bichtachilas pras is actually doraisa, my omrino shani omer. How can you say shani omer? As I pointed out, here's moment. As I pointed out, um, it's uh, he's going to definitely end up eating. The, the spice in that time frame 
and then you have a sulfate dorisis. So you can't rely on the drabonin. You know, I'm just going to assume that the, the spice I wanted to fell into the right part. So he says, no. He says, yeah, okay. So, uh, Tom, now you're touching on Tom Ke'ikai. Yeah. Just let, let's finish this point, Ramani, at the end of the shoot. So he says, Elomai Hetem Isarif Isur. What do we mean by Heter joins with Isur? Oh, sorry. So where are we holding? That it can't... Um, Abaya wanted to say... Abaya wanted to say that we extend Rabbi Yochanan's din of Heter Mishayif Isur to other areas of the Torah. Avdivi came along and said no. Abaya brought a proof which Rav Divi said, no, that's not relying on Hetem Yisrael to Israel, that's relying on Kazai's Bithah Achilas Pras. Abayah just come along and said that, but Kazai's Bithah Achilas Pras isn't Doraisa. So you can't say that that case that we wanted to say, Rabbi Yochanan gets, you get lashes for the, remember the Tomei person who would eat from the porridge which has truma, garlic and oil in, you can't, uh, you can't say that's Kazai's Bithachilas Pras, because Kazai's Bithachilas Pras is not Dor, is not Dor Isa. It must be because of Hetemistarif Leisur. You see, Hetemistarif Leisur applies across the board, not just by Nazir. So the Gemara says, so, so the Gemara responds to Abai, says, no. Elamai, so what? You're going to tell, again, what? So you're telling me you can't apply the principle of Kazai's Bithachilas Pras, because that's only been Rabbonin. So, so what? You're going to apply Hetemistarif Leisur. You still have the problem of She'ani Omer. How can you say She'ani Omer? Okay. In the case where we're discussing now the two pots with the two things of spice. The two things of spice fall, in, um, fall into the pot and what did the Misha say? Oh, you can go lenient and say the Chulin spice fell into... Are you going to say She'ani Omer? The Chulin spice fell into the Chulin pot and the Truma spice into the Truma pot and therefore me as a non-coin can still eat the Chulin. So she says, wait, so you're not prepared to say Kazai's Bifteachilas Pras is Doraisa because then you wouldn't be able to eat. Then it's a Doraisa problem and you wouldn't be able to say Shaniman. Also, if you say Hetem Yisarev Leisur, what happens? You're going to put a, your spoon to eat some of the stew. In the stew, you're going to have a little bit of the spices and a little bit of the... of the... Uh, a little bit of the spices and a little bit of the stew. And it joins together. So if it is also Doraisa, Hetem Yisarev Leisur, you're still back where you started. How can you say Shani Omer? So he says, Ela Hanach Lechumas Tavli Drabonani. You have to ignore the Truma of spices because it's only Midrabonan. I. These, the whole case of saying that it is Truma spice that fell in is only Midrabonan. That spice is not only Truma Drabonan. So even whether you apply Kazai's Bethachilas Price, or whether you apply Hetem Yisarif Leisur, you would still only be transgressing an Isur Rabbonin because it's not real Doraisa, it's not Truma. So that's why you can say She'ani Omer. Again, we're still not clear. You could learn it either way. So he challenges him again. Eisivay. Again, Abayah challenged Rabdimi. Rabdimi said, like Rabbi Yochanan, that it only applies by Nazir, and Abayah wants to say it applies by other cases as well. So, Kupas Achashel Achashel Chulin. You have two boxes. Now, boxes mean a large amount of grain, one of truma and one of chulin. And in front of them is two sayers, two little baskets, one of chulin and one of truma. 
And the one falls into the other, you can say it's mutash. Because I'm going to say that the grain, the wheat that was truma fell into the truma basket box, and the wheat that was gulin fell into the wheat box. Now again, we can't answer as we said above because saying that it's all drabonin, because wheat, we most likely speaking about dovan tirosh. Yitzar, that's actually it's actually a machlokes rishonim. What is becomes truma doraisa? Some rishonim learn it's only wine, olive oil, and grain. Some extend it further, but either way, let's assume we're discussing grain. That's the most likely thing we're discussing here. So, so now it says the Doraisa Asur, if you're going to tell me that Kazai's Bilteachilas Pras is actually Doraisa Amrinan, Amai Amrinan Shani Omer. How can you say Shani Omer? Bishlaim Aladidi, the Aminamishum Hetemi Star of the Isu Kakondanafish Willin. So, oh, well, let's go back. So, again, as you're going through this grain and eating it, you're going to end up having a Kazai's of the one from the small basket. Within Kedayachilas Pras, so you transgress Doraisa. So he says, according to me, that says it's Mishum Hetemistarif Leisur Kogondene Fiji Chulim. Abai says you have no problem with if it's the halacha of Hetemistarif Leisur. Why? Why do you have no problem if it's Hetemistarif Leisur? Because the grain there's more Chulim than Truma, so Doraisa is bottle. which actually teaches us another halacha in Hetemistarif Leisur that it seems you have to have. Even when you're having a kazais of this grape and a kazais of bread, it has to be a little bit more grape than bread, so that it's not bottle, because otherwise it's bottle. But then we come back to your question of time ke'ika. So, but let's just focus, stay where we are till we clarify this. So, a bias is according to me that you can apply hetermits directly to other areas of the Torah, and you ignore kazais b'fdachilas prat because that's only drabonon. Makes sense while the grain that falls into the bigger box of grain is you can assume it's permitted because the Orisa is bottle. Only Midrabonon you have to worry about it and therefore the Hetem Mitzdarif Leisul is only a problem Midrabonon. But if you're going to say Elo Lididot Omat Mishum Zikr Kazais Bechtei Achilat Pras Kino Fishin Chulin Mai Havei But if you're going to tell me it's a Kazais Bechtei Achilat Pras what difference does it make that there's more Fulling grain and less truma grain. But still, as you eat through the grain, you're going to end up eating a kazaj bethelkilat pras. So that's a bias. So what's a, a bias seems to have proved his point. A kazaj bethelkilat pras is not doraisa. I just that you're liable for eating over an extended period of time, that's about six minutes, is drabonin. To transgress doraisa, you'd have to do it at once. Um, but and we do apply it to Mitzvah to other areas of the Torah, not just Nazir. So, No, we're discussing that. Mishnah is nowadays where Truma is only Midrabonim. A big discussion about the Kedusha of the land, etc. But we're going with Truma is only Bizman Hazer. Well, maybe when we don't have a majority of Israel living in Eretz Shol, or Eretz Shol doesn't have its proper Kedusha, whatever the exact reason you come on to, Chulin nowadays is only Midrabonin. And therefore, the whole concern from the outset is the Isra Drabonin, 
And therefore, you can rely on this principle of Shani Omer. I'm going to assume that the Truma fell into the Truma and the Chulin fell into the Chulin. Oh, but wait, if the Truma did fall into the Chulin, haven't you? You're either going to do Hatim Isarif Isra or Kazai's Betachilas Pras, and you're going to transgress it to Araisa? No, it's only the Rabban and Truma. So that's uh, how we answer that, where we leave it. Yeah, Tom Kika complicates things, if I remember. I think we're going to come on to that in tomorrow's stuff, if you look in the next two or so lines. Um, you're going to just have to remember it from uh, seven and a half years ago. Um, we're going to come on to Tam Ikar on the next stuff. But Tam Ikar is interesting. It seems to be similar to, it's not, but it seems to be similar to Hetem Yisdari Pleisur, that the ta- what it tastes like, we view it as what it is. So if you have a piece of kosher meat, but it's been cooked with pork, and it tastes like pork, we view it as if it is pork. It's a little bit of a discussion. I couldn't. I didn't want to bring it up because I don't. I can't, couldn't think of a halachic ramification. Do we say the taste changes it as if it is pork, or you know how does it? What the exact mechanism? Yeah. Yeah. 